I promised you that I was going to unveil some mysteries with you guys. Now, the focus is not on the mysteries themselves, but the focus. The focus is on the life lessons that we can derive out of these mysteries. So please, don't get me wrong. The focus is not on the mysteries themselves, but the focus is on the lessons that we could drive out of these mysteries. Are we together? Are we together? Yeah. Oh, Tonight, I'm going to take it slowly with you. As you can see, I've already lost my voice. So you might not have me shouting all over the place. But still, the work must go on. Thank you. Gloria says the lessons of the mysteries. Yeah. That is the focus. The focus is not on the mysteries themselves, but on the lessons of the mysteries. Somebody type in the lessons of the mysteries. The lessons of the mysteries. The lessons. I always tell you this, never get used to one style of ministration. Personally, the Lord has blessed me with different styles of ministration. I can come and shout all over the place. I can come and stay calm all over the place. The same Jesus that the Bible calls the Lion of the tribe of Judah is the same Jesus that the, the Bible calls the lamb that was slain how can a lamb and a lion be in one same person that is the different manifestations of the spirit of god on the lives of people so you must never get used to one style of ministration a particular kind of ministration this is what i am used to if i'm not getting this then it is not how i want it to be no when it comes to the the manifestations of the spirit of god it is how he wants it go about it Follow carefully. So the first mystery that you need to understand tonight is that Jesus is the lamb that was slain and Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. A lamb and a lion in the same person. 
everybody must have a lamp in them and everybody must have a lion in them you cannot always be a lion and you cannot always be a lamb this is a bonus mystery you cannot always be a lion you cannot always be a lamb there are some times some situations some circumstances that would demand the lion in you and there are other situations that would demand the lamp in you if you try to deal with everything as a lion you fail if you try to deal with everything as a lamp you fail you must learn the masterpiece of blending the two are we together all right so for tonight i promised you that we're going to discuss or ponder this question how did noah manage to bring a pair of every kind of animal onto his ark have we thought about it have you thought about it how did Noah do it how did Noah do it how was Noah able to bring a male lion and a female lion into the ark? How was Noah able to bring a male bear and a female bear into the ark? How was Noah able to bring a centipede, a male centipede and a female centipede into the ark? How was Noah able to bring a male bird and a female dove? How was Noah able to bring a male creature and a female? How was he able to do that? What about the earthworms? what about the other creatures that we can't even tell whether they are male or female how did noah do that how did noah do that follow carefully how was a man able to bring these little animals the ants a male and a female how was noah able to bring all these creatures into the ark male and female how was noah able to accomplish this difficult task how was noah able to fulfill his destiny by following the instructions of god how what about the cock and the hen what about all the other creatures in the world 
How was he able to do this? Sometimes God can give us a particular task that seems so impossible to accomplish. How is this going to be? There are so many animals that I haven't even seen with my own eyes yet. How am I going to be able to bring these creatures onto my ark? Some of us have been tasked with the mandate of gathering people of all tribes, of all kindred, of all tongues, of all languages, of all complexion. How am I going to accomplish this task? How do I gather the people under the same umbrella, under the same banner, the banner of Christ? How am I going to be able to accomplish this? This is too difficult. This seems too impossible. Genesis chapter 6, the verse number 19. Genesis chapter 6. The verse number 19. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis chapter 6. The verse number 19. The Lord said, Bring a pair of every kind of animal. Reading from the New Living Translation, the NLT. Bring a pair of every kind of animal. Lord, how are you expecting me to do this? Some of us, when you see the task that the Lord has given us, when you see a man that the Lord has given us, a very controversial man, a very controversial person, then God will bring this person into our ministry. And the Lord expects us to lead those people into submission, to submit to his will, to submit to his, to submit to his purpose, to submit to his, his leadings. How am I going to be able to do this? See how difficult it is to even get these people into church. See how difficult it is to bring these people into the services. How am I going to be able to do this then? Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you and keep them alive during the flood. God. What about the egos? How am I going to get an ego? How am I going to get the male ego and get a female ego? How am I going to do this? There are some of us that Lord has given us some duties and we are asking ourselves those same questions. How am I going to do this? How am I going to accomplish this? Lord, how am I going to bring the male ego? Have I even seen an eagle before with my own eyes? Some of these tasks are too difficult for us, and yet the Lord has given them to us. Verse 20, 
the Lord said, birds of every kind of bird, every kind of bird. Can I ask you, how many kinds of birds have you seen in your lifetime? Sewa, Sally, Miracle, MJ. How many different kinds of birds have you seen with your own eyes in this life? How am I going to be able to bring pets of every kind? Do you know the number of different species that exist? Different species of birds, different species of worms, different species of these animals. How am I going to do this? Birds of every kind of bird and every kind of animal. What is this? And every kind of small animal that scares along the ground. God. Some of you, the Lord can demand that you bring something to him. Guys, can you hear me? Power is dark, <laughs> and it's hard to see what you are doing here in the room. Forgive me, everything just went off. The sound, everything. My microphone, everything just went off. I don't know what is happening. That is why I had to end the session and restart it. All right, but all the same, the service must go on. <laughs> all right, listen to this. I was reading something from Genesis chapter 6, verse 20, and the Bible said, Pairs of every kind of bird, every kind of animal, and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. Listen, this is where the secret is. Now, everybody is thinking. Thank you, Jesus. Please share the new link. Delete the old one and share the new link. Share the new link. My God. My God. My God. I want to see everybody share the link. Everybody, everybody. Listen, listen. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scares along the ground will come to you. Listen, the Lord said, even though the Lord told 
Noah does bring every kind. The Lord himself said, these animals, they will come to you to be kept alive. How are they coming? God himself is in charge of it. <laughs> How are they coming? This was not the doing of Noah. This was the doing of the Lord. The Bible said, and the Lord said, these, all of these animals, they will come to you to be kept alive. They will come to you. Sometimes the Lord can give you the task of giving a particular sacrifice or giving a particular seed or giving something that belongs to you or sharing something that you love so much and sometimes it becomes very difficult lord how am i going to be able to do this listen it will come to you tell your neighbor it will come to you it will come to you the strength you need to go through that which you need to do it will come to you the money you need to go through that marriage it will come to you that thing you are looking for that thing that you need to accomplish that thing the Lord has given you the task the Lord has given you it will come to you One of my sons came to see me not long ago, this same week, and then he said, Papa, I worry. I said, why do you worry? He said, where am I going to get the money to do this? And I said, don't get worried. It will come to you. Noah had the same problem. How was Noah going to gather all these different kinds of animals? But the Lord said, they will come to you to be kept alive. The money you need to fund your education. The money you need to fund your wedding. The money you need to support yourself. It will come to you. It will come to you. It will come to you in Jesus' name. Listen, do not lose faith. Do not lose hope. Do not be broken. Do not become dry. I said it will come to you. The money to pay for your apartment, it will come to you. The money to support you, it will come to you. The strength to serve God, it will come to you. The wisdom to love God, it will come to you. Say to yourself, it will come to me. Say to yourself, it will come to me. Say to yourself, it will come to me. It will come to you. Genesis chapter 7, the verse number 15. Genesis chapter 7, the verse number 15. The Bible said, two by two, they came into the boat. 
The Lord told Noah, bring them into the boat. But Genesis chapter 7 verse 15 says, two by two, they came into the boat, representing every living thing that breathes. Two by two, they came. They were not brought by Noah, but they came. Listen, somebody, you are going to receive an alert. Something is going to enter into your account. And then you are going to be shocked. You are going to ask yourself. Or people are going to ask you, how were you able to do this? And you are going to say, two by two, they came. Four by four, they came. Seven by seven, they came. Ten by ten, they came. Something is about to enter into somebody's account. Somebody is about to enter into some. Something is about to enter into somebody's life in the name of Jesus some of us we are having an event and we are wondering how are we going to be able to gather all these people how are we going to do it on my wedding day because I've lived my whole life in Kumasi and I was doing the wedding in Accra I was wondering who is going to come because i was speaking to all i actually i literally spoke to all my friends in kumasi i said don't come <laughs> yeah i spoke to my friends in kumasi i said don't come because when you come i don't have accommodation for you i don't have this i don't want to i don't want to bother any of you so i knew my people from kumasi were not coming most of my family members were not coming so then I told my wife, let's just do this for 100 people because I'm not expecting a lot of people to come. I was wondering, how am I going to do this? All my people are outside the region. How is it going to be? Oh God. And then, finally the day was due. And then, I noticed that two by two they were coming in two by two they were coming in two by two they were coming in before i realized an event that we did for 100 people that we didn't even publicize we had nearly twice that number coming most of the people were standing there they didn't have chairs to sit on because i never planned for them I wanted to do a small thing personally. I'm not into big weddings. I wanted to do a small thing. I don't know if all men are like that, but most men that I've come across, every man that I know personally wants to do something small. But they end up doing something big because of their wives. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I wasn't interested in that. But before I realized, most of the people were standing most of the people were standing there was food everywhere i heard everybody in the neighborhood in the community they came to eat at our wedding hey what is this and that was when i knew the bible said in the multitudes of the people is the king's honor 
Listen, having a small thing or doing having small numbers doesn't glorify God. What am I saying? What I am saying is on your wedding day, people will come in such a way it will shock you up. On the day of your Thanksgiving, people will come in such a way to shock you up. What am I saying? What I am saying is up. People are going to troop in two by two. They are going to come in two by two. They are going to fill the room two by two. In a little while, the entire place is going to be full. Don't get used to small things. Do not get used to small things. Do not, I repeat, never get used to small things. Oh, it's okay. It's manageable. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. When people usually say it's okay, they are mostly, they are only settling for less. Hear me? Allow yourself to be filled in the multitudes of people is the king's honor. Pairs of every kind of bird, every kind of animal, every kind of small thing, small animal that carries along the ground. Two by two, they came into the boat, representing every living thing that breathes. That breathes, sorry. Some of you, hey, you need to understand this. You are into buying and selling. You buy, you sell. You are looking for the market. You are not getting the market. Two by two, clients are going to fill that market space. I said you will be you you will be out of stock by the minute. You'll be out of stock by the day. You'll be out of stock. I said people are going to troop in. You are going to wonder where are all these people coming in from. But you need to understand that the Lord has sent me to communicate a simple thing unto you. I came to make an announcement that people are going to fill that space. It will never be your story that Baba, I've been selling, but people are not buying. Baba, I am tired. Baba, this, Baba, that I said. The Lord shall fill your tank. The Lord shall fill your tank. The Lord, he shall fill your tank. Genesis chapter 7 verse 16, the Bible said, A male and female of each kind ended. Listen, all kinds of people shall enter your life now. And I'm not talking about bad people. I'm talking about good people. All kinds of good people will now be in your life. All kinds of people, good people will be in your ministry. All kinds of good people will be in your life. All kinds of supportive people, they will be around you. You will never run out of good people. You will never run out of supportive people. Each kind ended just as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord closed the door behind them. The Lord. So even that which was at 
simple as closing the door of that act god did it follow carefully what makes you think that noah had the part to play in the bringing in of the animals he did nothing to do that he did nothing to accomplish that what am i saying i said somebody would take over the market space somebody would take over the office space somebody would take over the national space somebody would take over the global market and you will not do anything to take over all it will need is your god all you will need is your god i don't know if you are cutting the revelation behind this there are people who are ruling the world today and they did nothing to do that <laughs> oh, if you do not know I'm telling you there are people with big businesses and yet they did nothing no after building the ark even closing the ark was not his job closing the ark was not his job what am i saying what i am saying is those things that you have been weeping about those things that you have been concerned you have been so concerned with some of you you are thinking how is this going to be man of god how am i going to be able to do this man of god how is this going to be i don't have this i don't have that why do you talk so much why do you worry so much Tell somebody, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to do this? And some of you, because of that, you do not even come to church again. Because you worry so much. Papa, how is this going to be? Papa, man of God, I mean, I prayed, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. How is it going to be? How is this going to be? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to pay for this? How am I? You talk too much. I said you will do some things and you yourself you forget about what you used to fear I've met so many women they'll say man of God I have a fear what is your fear my fear is I might never be able to give birth how do you come sorry how come you even have this fear in the first place how do you come before the presence of the Lord with this fear where did that fear come from the bible said for the lord never gave us the spirit of fear how come you have this fear in the first place when we were graduating from the university on that same day it was raining like something that morning it was raining and we're like everything we had planned for the graduation and fact we pray to God. The Lord said, Why are you praying to me? Speak to the rain. That was the first time I channeled my focus to the rain. I said, You rain, you favor me today. I said, You rain, you favor me. We're in the car. 
we were praying we said you reign we commanded the weather you said we said the weather will favor us on this day of our graduation my wife and I were praying in the cup we said you will favor us the weather will favor us the sun will favor us the rain will favor us we were speaking in tongues we were in the cup we were praying we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed Please listen to this. When we got there, when we got to campus, the very moment we got there, the rain ceased. The rain ceased. We went through the graduation. We finished the graduation. After everything, when we were leaving, the rain, the rain came back. And I said, oh, so we, we even have the power to control weathers. And we are worried about thousand cities. <laughs> we have the power to control weathers. And we are worried about an approval from an embassy what is an embassy to the weather what is an embassy to the atmosphere that god has bestowed upon you the authority to shift things in the realms to shift things in the atmospheres and yet you are crying about an approval a stamp a stamp a stamp a stamp because of time. <laughs> Listen, because of time, let me jump to the next mystery. So, I have unveiled the first mystery, right? Are we on the same page? I hope you know that I've unveiled the first mystery. Or you still <laughs> you you are still not seeing it. You still know the sea top. Please, I'm talking to you, so respond to me. Are you guys here? Are you here? Mystery number two. What does it mean when people or things walk away? MJ, God bless you for being here, yeah? <laughs> oh my God. What does it mean when people or things walk away from our life? Listen to this carefully. Genesis chapter 8, the verse number 4. Genesis chapter 8, the verse number 4. Exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Listen to this. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible 
mountain peaks became visible why because the waters continued to go down some of us our waters have gone down by the waters i am talking about the breath of life i am talking about our spiritual life i am talking about the essence of our spirituality it has gone down so much that the peaks of our lives have become exposed our potentials have become exposed our destinies have become exposed our lives have become exposed to the devil why because our waters are continually going down our prayer lives are continually going down our spiritual lives are continually going down our drive keeps going down and we have become exposed at the mountain peaks became visible we have become exposed some of us we have exposed our bodies some of us we have exposed our health some of us we have exposed our minds some of us we have exposed our spirits and the devil is manipulating us some way somehow are we together why because our spiritual lives are going down our prayer lives are going down whenever you allow your waters to go down you expose other areas of your life you expose your financial life you expose different aspects of your life you need to keep on praying you need to keep the fire burning you need to stay active you need to stay consistent you must continually stay under the covering of grace we have become too on and off. We have become like switches. Today we are on. Tomorrow we are off. This minute we are on. Tomorrow we are off. We are dormant. We are becoming dull. And our spirits have been dulled up. Man of God, I can pray. Man of God, I can fast. Man of God, I can do this. Man of God, I can do that. Man of God, I'm under attack. Man of God, every day, man of God. Every day, man of God. Every day, man of God. When are you going to rise onto your feet up and do something up with your mouth up and do something with your tongue up and do something? Every day you are in need. Every day you are struggling every day you are weeping every day you are worried every day you are in pain when are you going to rise up and say no more when are you going to rise up and say no more when are you going to rise up and say no more are we together now so as the waters continued to go down after mountain peaks became visible after another 40 days noah opened the window he had made in the boat and released a raven the bird flew back and forth until the waters on the earth had dried up he also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground verse 9 but the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground 
listen there are some demonic beds that fly around there are some demonic creatures that fly around as long as your waters are high as long as your spiritual life is on fire as long as you are actively praying they will never find a place to land in your life some of us our lives have become the resting places for demons demons come and rest in our lives they come to revitalize themselves what is wrong with you you have become a host of diabolical powers you have become a host of forces of darkness when any passing demon is looking for a place to lie some of us have become the motels in which spirits rest for the night oh dear any spirit just comes to rest in you any power just comes to rest in you any negative saying just comes to rest in you any bad news just comes to rest in you for how long are you going to become a host for the powers that be for how long are you going to become a host for the forces that be wait is the message too deep for you is the message too deep for you you are too dumb for my liking i knew my people will not like my message i knew it i knew my people will not like my message but whether you like it or not it will be preached <laughs> whether you like it or not it will be breached hey. <laughs> the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground you must be completely covered in the presence of god that is the only way you'll be shielded from the forces that be you are a christian you are not supposed to be doing some things you are a believer you are not supposed to be doing some things what are you doing what are you doing verse 10 the bible said hmm. after waiting another seven days noah released the dove again this time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak then no one knew that the flood waters were almost gone verse 12 he waited another seven days and then released the dove again this time it did not come back the dove did not return this time around hear me this is the mystery behind the situation 
when people happen to leave your life or when things happen to leave your life when you lose people or when you lose things if you are not the person that drove or if you are not the one that drove the other person away then please be glad the dove didn't come back but it was not a bad news it was actually a good news because the dove not coming back was a sign that the waters had dried up and that they could go out of the ark now what am i saying what i am saying is when some people walk out of your life mostly it is a sign that you do not share a common destiny with those people you are not supposed to be in league with those people sometimes when you lose even good opportunities it is not always a sign of bad news please hear me and hear me well losing is not a bad news let me say this again losing it's not bad news i want you to take in this word losing is not a sign of bad news losing your job is not a sign of bad news losing your relationship is not a sign of bad news the fact that you lost an opportunity doesn't mean you are off to no good listen to me carefully christians must learn this if you are going to think anything you ever lost was a sign of bad news then you might think that god didn't deal with deal well with you you did nothing wrong and yet they want to go you did nothing wrong and yet they are taking it from you let it go let it go do not cry about it let it go do not weep over them let them go i came to tell somebody anybody that don't want that doesn't want to be friends with you anymore anybody that doesn't want to support you anymore anybody that doesn't want to love you anymore let them go losing is not a sign of bad news jesus had to lose his life that was not bad news for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but unto us who are saved it is the power of god but there wouldn't have been a cross without a sacrifice there wouldn't be a sacrifice there wouldn't be a sacrifice without the loss jesus had to lose his life that is why jesus himself said anybody that seeks to keep his life will lose it but anybody that loses their lives for my sake 
anybody that loses so losing is not a negative thing please understand losing is not your enemy <laughs> there are times that losing is bad news there are other times losing is good news you have done everything in your power to maintain the relationship but the man says no more let him go you have done everything to support them to care for them to be there for them and yet they want to have nothing to do with you let them go capture somebody's name and say grace let them go say bernice let them go say ramsey let them go you reside inside of me you have to so what does it mean when people or things walk away from your life when you know you did nothing wrong if you are really sure you did nothing wrong then please let them go but if you did something wrong make sure you fix that make sure you work on it make sure you apologize make sure oh my god mystery number three mystery number three why does god show up at why doesn't god sorry show up at the most convenient time Oh my God. Hear me. Hear me. Why doesn't God show up at the most convenient time? Genesis chapter 18, the verse number one. <laughs> Genesis chapter 18. Is somebody learning tonight? Are you learning something? Are you learning? Genesis chapter 18, the verse number one. Genesis chapter 18 verse number 1 the Bible said the Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mamre one day Abraham was sitting at the entrance of his tent during the hottest part of the day <laughs> you know why people say Ghana make hot hmm <laughs> 
even the rich people are sweating. Even the rich people are sweating. One day, Abraham was sitting at the entrance of his tent during the hottest part of the day. It wasn't a convenient time. The Lord appeared again at the hottest part of the day. When we talk about the hottest part of the day, symbolically, we are talking about the part of your life when things are toughest. The part of your life, the, the season in your life when things are so not smooth. The hottest part when you don't got it. When you are struggling, when you are down, when you are weak, when you are in pain, that is when the Lord shows up. Why? Why didn't the Lord show up when you had money? Why didn't the Lord show up when you were okay, when you were comfortable? Why did the Lord show up during the hottest part of the day? Are we together? Are we together? Verse 2. He looked up. Listen to this. Now listen to this. the hottest part of the day the bible said abraham looked up you see the problem with many of us is that when we become hot we stop looking up when we go through difficult times we stop looking up when we are in pain when we are when we are disappointed when we feel betrayed when we feel left alone we refuse to look up David said, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills. The hills are at the top. Which meant I will look up from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. When you are going through difficult times, do not look elsewhere. Just focus on God. Yes, I know you don't have the money. Yes, I know you are struggling to pray. Yes, I know that things are not all that well. But why are you looking elsewhere? Can't you look up? People, can you not look up? The Bible said we should preach in and out of season. Which means that anything that you are doing, that must be done well, must be done in and out of season. Have you seen the woman who roast corn? If you have seen the woman who rose come, 
When corn is in season, they are roasting. When corn is out of season, they are roasting. When corn, there is shortage in corn, they are still roasting. Why? Because they want to be successful in what they are doing. Without what they are doing, they cannot feed their families. Anything that yield results are things that are done consistently in and out of season, which means that when you are comfortable, you must join service. When you are uncomfortable, you must join service. When things are okay, you must join service. When things are tough, you must still join service. When I am okay, I preach. When I am not, I preach. When I have my voice, I preach. When I lose my voice, I still preach. This is my third service for the day. This is my third service for the day. My first service was four o'clock in the morning. Today, the way today I was I was in church. My eyes were going round. I'm so tired. I'm so weak. I'm so exhausted. But we don't have a choice. The work must go on. Do you understand this? These days we have comfortable Christians. We preach, oh sorry, we, we, we come before the presence of the Lord. When things are okay, when things are not, we just walk away. After all, it's my life. I choose to do whatever I want with it. Okay, you'll be there. Keep on doing what you are doing. You see, the way you are treating God anyhow, that is the same reason God is also treating you anyhow. You don't respect God. You want God to respect you. You don't honor God. You want God to honor you. You don't sacrifice for God. You want the Lord to sacrifice for you. That is not how it works. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them. It was the hottest part of the day. And yet he ran to meet them. Is somebody learning something? It was the hottest part of the day and yet he ran to meet them why because he had met the Lord he had seen the Lord when you are hot still come and meet God when you are not okay still come and meet God when things are tough still come and meet God my Lord he said if it pleases you Stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you have honored your servant with this visit, please understand it is an honor for the Lord to visit you in any service. When you enter into the service, any service, and you experience the presence of God, it is an honor. Do not just walk out. Do not just leave that gathering. Honor God by staying in his presence. These days, believers have become too disrespectful. We don't honor God. We don't sacrifice for God. We don't care about anything. Believers have become very ignorant. Abraham, even during the hottest part of the day, he still ran to meet them. He brought them food. He said, since you have honored your servant, let me prepare some food for you 
to refresh you before you continue on your journey. When you read the Bible carefully, you realize that according to Genesis chapter 18 verse, verse 7, the Bible said, then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a tender calf and gave it to a servant who quickly prepared it. And when the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and the roasted meat and served it to the men. As they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. And see what the man said. The man said, the Lord said, Verse 10, I will return to you about this time next year and your wife Sarah will have a son. The Lord had promised Abraham over 25 years ago and the promise never came to pass until he showed up himself during the hottest part of the day and Abraham received him by preparing food for them, giving, giving them water to wash their feet, taking care of them, making them stay and eat under the cover of the shade and gave them yogurt and milk such honor see the way the Lord has blessed you when you still go to church and you are giving offerings you give offerings of five cents you you are forgotten where you are coming from you yes you you are forgotten where you are coming from <laughs> you feel too big to prepare food for the lord now when i'm talking about preparing food i am talking about doing the lowly things for god you you are too big now you have you forgotten so soon where you are coming from you a whole abraham a man with servants a man with a man that that had to depart from his his, his, his nephew because they were too blessed he met the Lord and he, he himself went to the to the to the herd to prepare food for the Lord you you are too big now you think you are too big for these things come and join services for two hours you are too big hey you are too big for the presence of God Hey, people, this is the reason why we are not seeing the manifestation of God as they did in the, in the days of old. Patriarchs were making sacrifices and these days young women are disobeying God. Young men are disobeying God. Do not care a thing about his chosen ones do not respect his chosen ones we do things take things for granted abraham said to his wife sarah quickly sarah get up get three large measures of your best flour knead it into dough and bake some bread this was the hottest part of the day it wasn't the time for cooking but when the man ran to his wife and told the wife quickly do this the wife got up and started doing it why because she was a woman of revelation see the woman we have today see the woman we have today 
so unwilling. We don't want to do anything. We don't understand anything. See the men we have today. These days, marriages have become... Or marriages are all about control. And men will say, as for me, I am all about submission. If you can submit to me, we are fine. What kind of submission is that? That you will say you are all about submission. Even the instruction that the Bible said, wives, submit to your husbands. The instruction was for the women, not for the men. It is not a man that goes around preaching about submission. I don't have the time to come onto, on, onto big platforms to be talking about how my wife must submit to me. It is a command for the wife. It is a command for the woman. The woman herself needs to understand. And you bear man on a dinner. If you can't submit, you, you can't be. If you can't submit, what happened to us? Hurry. Get three large measures of your best flour. The woman didn't ask any question. What are we using it for? This afternoon you are coming to disturb me. Don't you know I have to take my break? Don't you know I have to do this? Please humble yourself. Oh. Humble yourself. Some of you, you have no idea. That small tips that you are doing is what is going to open your womb to give birth. But see, see the way you are talking about it. Some of you daughters, that little thing that you are doing, that, that nine cities, that 20 cities that you are sacrificing is what, what is going to open your womb. And yet you do not know. And see the way you are complaining about it. Hey, say I say, prof, I say, I don't know. I say, I say, Hey. No wonder you are not you are still praying about marriage because you are a canal woman. We have become too canal. We have we are all about the gimmicks and the lights and 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 the number of followers we have. And these days we rate men of God based on the number of followers we have. Abraham, how many followers did Abraham have? Abraham didn't have a single church service, and yet the Bible called him a prophet. It's if you are here waiting to see 400 people here before you know that we are prophets, be there. That is why you are still praying. We, we are walking after the flesh. Pretty. We are walking after the flesh. We walk after the flesh. You see, one reason why, I can tell you boldly, one reason why everybody is running to Alpha Hour is because a dumb girl. No, listen, I am not against Alpha Hour or anything. No. Pastor Elvis is a great man of God. I respect him. Yes. And I see my sons and my daughters following him joining alpha hour i'm okay with that i don't have any problem after all i know that you are using your time wisely if you are joining services like alpha hour but i can tell you for a fact the only reason is because they don't go we are not looking for god oh. we are looking for crowds <laughs> but yeah Hosa. 
I refuse to be the kind of man of God who raise women who are not sensitive to the things of God. They are not sensitive to anything. Anything goes. Anything. We leave anything to fate. No, 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 no. That's not how it's supposed to be. Because when you read the Bible carefully, Genesis chapter 18 verse, verse 10, the, the Lord said, I will return to you about this time next year and your wife Sarah will have a son. The Bible didn't say, and you, Abraham, will have a son. The Bible said, and your wife will have a son. Why? Because if my wife has, we both have. Think about it. We are not supposed to be in competition with our spouses. These days, men of God, I have met so many men of God who are intimidated by the successes of their own wives. Because the wife is doing very well in life. Master. Me, I'm the one, I keep, I'm pushing my wife every day. I am telling you, I am pushing my wife every day. I'm challenging my wife every day. I am challenging my wife every day to do more every day. I don't have the time for psychics. Bro, we are not that kind of men of God. I don't have the time for these things. See, men of God these days, competition in Kwan. Nobody wants to follow the will of God anymore. Nobody wants to chase after the purposes of God anymore. Nobody wants to submit to the supremacy of the will anymore. Everybody is doing things anyhow. Everybody is praying amen. Everybody is chasing after what that way that we love. We do not love the Lord truly. We do not serve the Lord truly. We do not sacrifice to the Lord truly. See the way we are serving God. See the way we are ignorant. See the way we do not care. See the way we are abusing the church. See the way we are abusing the man of God. See how we are abusing our spouses. Come on! Work with me now. I will return to you about this time next year, and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. There are some women under the sound of my voice. You will be the reason your husband will enter into places. I am telling you, there is nothing wrong with that. If you are a man here, there is nothing wrong with that. The first time I was invited to the Flagstaff house, I was invited because of my wife. Three or four months ago, I was invited to the Flagstaff house because of my wife. There is nothing wrong with that. If you enter into places because of your spouse, we are not in competition. Hey, what say I'm giving you pressure? I'm not giving you pressure. You <laughs> say I'm giving you pressure. Yes, but it's true. Yes, I am a big man, but what is wrong? If a woman leaves you, to a good place why you have a problem with that because the person is a woman or the person is your wife no come on 
So why doesn't God show up at the most convenient time? Because he has something in mind. He wants to unleash the blessings that he has. He has, he has already given you. The promises he has given you, he wants to bring it into manifestation. So he will always show up at the hottest part of your life. And if you are able to honor him in the heat, if you are able to honor him with your time, even when things are not okay, that is when the blessing will be conferred upon you. Are there different kinds of fire? That is the next mystery. Have you thought about this? Are there different kinds of fire? This is not one of our usual services because you can see that the, the stories are not continuous. These are short stories that have, the Lord has commanded me to put together, compile for you. So this is not one of the usual services. These are strange things. Are there different kinds of fire? Yes. Not all fire is the same. <laughs> there are two kinds of fire. Two kinds of fire. Number one, I know I am preaching like Apostle Joshua Selman, but understand. <laughs> there are two kinds of fire <laughs> number one we have the fire of destruction number two we have the fire of attraction please hear me not all fire is the same i said number one we have the fire of destruction number two we have the fire of attraction what are you saying, man of God? 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7, 8, and 9. The Bible said, And God will provide rest for those who are being persecuted, and also for us when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. Listen to this. He will come with his mighty angels, verse 8, in flaming fire, bringing judgment on those who don't know God. Let me take advantage of this opportunity to break down. There are only two kinds of people that judgment will come upon them. Please listen to this. There are only two kinds of people that judgment will come upon them number one those who do not know god listen if you do not know god i will encourage you please leave the service right now because your judgment is coming there is no escape for anybody that doesn't know god you don't know god you have been in the church for, for how many years now and you still don't know God? The question is, if you knew God, would you be doing the things you are doing? If you knew God, would you be in league with the people you are in league with? If you knew God, would you be acting in this way? 
Listen, listen. Two kinds of people. Number one, those who do not know God. Number two, those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please hear me. Vincent Chematin does not have a good news. What I have is a word. And the word I have is out of the good news of Jesus. So whenever I bring you a word, now to run out here off. Those who refuse to obey the good news. Two kinds of people. You see, the Bible is not talking about sin. Those of you who think judgment is for those who sin. <laughs> those, who, those who are fornicating. Those who are doing this. They are the people that judgment will come upon. There are so many people in the church who are virgins. That, by, that judgment will still come upon them. If you... If, <laughs> hey! On that day, it will shock you. There are so many virgins in a church. Still, judgment will come upon them because holiness is not virginity. The fact that you are a virgin does not mean you are free from judgment. Those who are free from judgment are those who know God and obey the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. How the eternal be judging people? always judging people hey these people there hey that person there hey this person there me i don't do these things so and yet you refuse to obey the lord all the time the lord has been telling you ties 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 have you been tithing no you haven't be there you think somebody wants your money be there keep your money I always say this, some of us, we always empty ourselves and we come back crying. I'm telling you. Blessed are those who sow in tears. The Bible said, for they shall reap in joy. Master, we always empty ourselves. I am talking about, I'm talking about our bank account. I can strip down my bank account, my bank account and take it to the church. Yes. The, 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 the common folk will call us fools. Yes. Jesus said, let it be so for now. You think we want your money when we are, when we are trying to teach you to do the right thing? To give? To, to support the work of, work of God? To give your tithes? To give your offerings? It is your money we want? Then keep it. Those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do you love your neighbor? Be there. The Bible said they will be punished with eternal destruction. He is coming in a flaming fire to punish them with eternal destruction so that is the first kind of fire we have the fire of destruction this fire consumes everything on its path that is the same fire that comes along with lust 
That is the, the reason why people who are burning with, that is why the Bible calls it, do not allow yourself to burn with lust. There is a fire that burns from within. And this fire leads you to do evil things. The fire of destruction, it only brings destruction. This fire consumes. If you allow people with lust around your daughter, they will consume them. Around your husband, they will consume them. Around the people, you, they will consume them. Do you understand? The fire of destruction. Felix, I'll pray for you after the service. The second kind of fire is called the fire of attraction. That is my focus. What is the fire of attraction? Exodus chapter 3, the verse number 2. The Bible said, Exodus chapter 3, the verse number 2. The Bible said, There the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush... Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Shout fire three times. Hadini Bakata. Shout fire three times. And as you shout, I declare upon your life that the fire of attraction shall be born in you. The fire of attraction shall be ignited in you. In the name of Jesus. Listen, listen. Though the bush engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. Why? Because the fire of attraction does not burn. The fire of attraction does not burn up. It doesn't consume. Please listen to this carefully. Verse 3. This is amazing. Yes, the fire of attraction is amazing. Moses said to himself, Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go and see it. Why? Because Moses encountered a different kind of fire, which is called the fire of attraction. Listen to this carefully. The fire of attraction guides overwhelming all who come into contact with it so when moses saw the fire he said to himself this is amazing when the lord saw moses coming to take a closer look the bible said god called to him from the middle of the bush moses moses here i am moses replied don't come any closer the lord warned take off your sandals for the ground you are standing on is holy the fire of attraction guides. The fire of attraction overwhelms. The fire of attraction draws and calls onto men and women. What am I saying? What I am saying is the reason people 
or good people or destiny helpers do not seem to have the need to draw closer to you to your ministry to your life to your business to your aid is because many of you do not have the fire of attraction mostly because you do not even know that there is a fire called the fire of attraction if you are going to have good men coming into your life then you need a fire of attraction a beautiful woman like you you have men okada men asking you out okada men asking you out okada guy no sorcerer channel crown the right one no they know all page man well why because he has one socks one pair of socks it will yeah or who left and well who right one these are the men that ask you out because you lack the fire of attraction look at the things he is wearing you still have men who are wearing sandals you know the old kind of sandals now crossing the night moses they call it moses moses that man also a pair no he's wearing moses oh dear be there when we are teaching you things you are there you think we are making jokes i'm not making a joke hmm. today my my wife was telling me said she paid somebody some months ago to do something for her but so all the person had to do was to refund her money the person for months the person didn't have the money to refund it beautiful lady when you see her outside massa very beautiful where say oh charlie this lady is blessed though when you enter their private space that is where you realize that massa looks looks are not blessings so looks when we are talking about the blessing of god we are not talking about your looks Shay! that is when you know for sure say looks can be deceptive and in fact looks are deceptive Shay! when these people are reading their their biography or they are sharing their profile with you when you read their portfolio they will tell you i have an online business i have sold to this number of people i have this client base some of us we need the fire of attraction we need the fire of attraction we need good people in our lives we need good women in our lives we need good men in our lives we are not talking about people who are coming to destroy our marriages and we are not talking about people who are coming to end our ministries and that will never happen without the fire of attraction that will never happen without the fire of attraction you need this fire of attraction with the fire of attraction people will always say i don't know what is with this woman i just love her i don't know what is with this man i just love him that is the fire of attraction people just love you they don't know why the reason is the fire of attraction when you have the fire of attraction good people want to draw close to you good people want to draw close to you big men want to draw close to you 
if your company doesn't have the fire of attraction you will go everywhere you will never get a single contract you lack the fire of attraction i pray for somebody under the sound of my voice that the fire of attraction shall be ignited in you from today shall be ignited in you think about it the bible said the queen of sheba who is also or who was also a queen she said let me leave my my job let me leave my comfort zone let me leave my throne let me leave my kingdom let me leave my palace why because i want to go and see another king who also has a throne who also has a palace who also has servants male and female servants who also has his day-to-day -day activities i'm going to see him if the rumors I have heard about him are true. Why? Because Solomon had the fire of attraction. He took the woman, the queen of Sheba, to go to the man, the king of, of Israel, King Solomon. Think about it. Because the man had the fire of attraction, but the queen lacked the fire of attraction. So the queen had to travel for days to go and see a man. Make fire of attraction. What do you have now? Fire of attraction. Unyafa, unyafa. You know, say unyafa. Taxi pet and unyafa boat pet. There is a proposal coming every time. Think about. It. Is it not strange that some of us, the kind of men that come into our lives, just struggling men are the only ones that come into our lives? Why? No. Like think about it. I don't have a problem with a man who is working hard to try and make it in life. No, we have all been there. We are still there. We are still doing our best. But my question is, how come just that kind of men come into our lives? Why? Why? I pray for you that the fire of attraction will be blazing in your heart will be blazing in your eyes will be blazing from within in jesus mighty name when the fire of attraction is in you you do not need to show your cleavage to be beautiful when the fire of attraction is in you you do not need to wear tight stuff to be beautiful what do you need that for you'll be wearing baggy things and yet good men will come your way You'll be wearing a booty. Do you know? Do you know a booty? A booty. Do you know a booty? You wear a booty. Before Crocs came, we had a name for it. Crocs. Crocs. We the name we knew was a booty. These days, we don't know what happened. These days, yeah, they are booty more life. Those days, when you used to wear Crocs, they will laugh at you. But they only changed the name. When they changed the name from Abuchi, <laughs> when they changed the name to Abuchi to, to Crocs, it became Swat. Share. Why? Because even Crocs now has the fire of attraction in it, in its name. You can't Crocs, everybody has one. Me, as I'm speaking to you now, I'm wearing my Crocs and I'm preaching to you. But those days, when we were young boys, that my mom said i want to buy this for you i will fight her i said master and so we change the name from abuti to crocs so everybody wants one it has not changed it was just a name change and the fire of attraction is now in it hey. <laughs> 
so the last mystery is what is the the source of wealth and prosperity what is the source of wealth and prosperity what is the source of wealth and prosperity deuteronomy chapter 8 the verse number 18 i know today i'm not shouting and all but i hope you are learning something it is not a shouting that means anything if you do not understand that today i am the one doing the shouting and i am telling you it is not the shouting that is doing anything so <laughs> deuteronomy chapter 8 the verse number 18 fail god bless you too deuteronomy chapter 8 the verse number 18 the bible said remember the lord your god he is the one who gives you power to be successful other versions say he is the one that gives you power to get wealth other versions say he is the one that gives you power to create wealth in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath listen to this listen what is the source of wealth and prosperity God is the one that gives you power to create to create wealth so what is the source of wealth and prosperity the power of God is the source of wealth and prosperity simple proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 when you read from the niv new international version proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 the bible said the blessing of the lord brings wealth please understand this those of you who think that the blessing of the lord is money i came to tell you money is not the blessing of god as a matter of fact the blessing of the lord is what brings wealth so when we say you are blessed and you say man of god i don't have any money how do you say i am blessed listen being blessed is a sign that you have been given the thing you need to get the wealth that you are crying about except many people do not understand this thing they think when we say you are blessed it means that you have money <laughs> Oh. are you seeing these mysteries are you understanding these mysteries please understand wealth and blessings are not the same why because blessings or the blessing is the fuel that that drives the wealth <laughs> let me take this again the blessing is the fuel that drives the wealth so so many people are blessed with the blessing and yet they are so poor because they have not been able to put that blessing which is the power to create or the power to make wealth they have not been able to put that blessing into work if you do not understand this secret you will be poor for life 
this is the reason why some men of God are blessed and some men of God are struggling everybody is blessed everybody that truly believes in God is blessed but not everybody has wealth because whether you because to have that wealth is not dependent on God God has given you the blessing you need to get that wealth the blessing is the power to become the power that God has given you to create is somebody getting this secret I, I want to take it slow I don't want you to get lost I don't want you to get lost. That's why I'm taking it very slowly. So, let's do a quick recap. Money, wealth. Wealth is not the blessing of God. The blessing of God, according to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. The blessing of God is according to Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 the blessing of God is the power that God gives to create wealth that power is what we call a blessing so in actual fact a blessing it's not tangible you cannot hold on to it it is not something you can touch or feel it is a spiritual thing God gives you that spiritual thing called the power. That power is the blessing. Now, when you put that power into, into work, that power or that blessing is what brings you the wealth you have been praying about. So when you pray to God for money, he gives you power. That is what we call the blessing of God now that power to prosper that power to become successful that power to become blessed comes in three areas of our lives write this down that power to be successful comes in three areas of our lives number one it comes into our mind or your mind number one the power comes on your mind the power comes on your mind for creativity for creativity if you are going to experience wealth or get wealth in this life you must learn to be creative hey put your mind to work i am not talking about bukata bukata i'm not talking about to be ordinary if you do that you will never be blessed and you will never have wealth your mind for creativity you must be creative think 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 what can i do what can i do what can i do get creative the last time i was saying this as a graphic designer these days i create designs that become a template for other designers to also do sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll build a design from scratch and i'll see that same template on billboards in town and i know that i am the one who did this from scratch 
and then other designers in the country are building it or building upon it creativity get creative get creative get creative so if you are ever going to get wealth number one you must be creative because the power comes on your mind somebody say your mind say my mind say my mind some of us started doing business way back in school we started doing business way back in school we were all students and yet we were doing business on campus selling t-shirts branded t-shirts we would go and buy the t-shirts ourselves take it to the press print it and we would sell it selling shoes selling other things get creative number two the power to become successful comes upon your hands for productivity your hands for productivity so number one your mind for creativity number two your hands for productivity proverbs chapter 10 verse 4 the niv proverbs chapter 10 verse 4 the bible said lazy hands make for poverty but diligent hands bring wealth what are you doing with your hands some of you all you do with your hands is to is to type type on tiktok type on comments type on ig type on telegram type on whatsapp lazy hands the bible is not even referring to people is what what you are doing with your hands matter lazy hands make for poverty all you do is to scroll on tiktok all day scroll 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 would they be there lazy hands made for poverty but diligent hands bring wealth your hands can bring wealth because the power to become pro, um, to become successful the power to prosper comes upon your mind and your hands don't waste all your time on social media don't waste all your time on youtube streaming every day that is all you do hmm. ephesians chapter 4 verse 28 the niv ephesians chapter 4 verse 28 the bible said anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work doing something useful with their own hands can i shock you can i shock you i'm asking you can i shock you please do something useful with your own hands if the bible is for you underline the the, the phrase your own hands do something with your own hands do something with your own hands do something with your own hands and the third part of your life that the power to prosper comes upon is your feet your feet the power to prosper comes upon your feet for the accuracy of direction psalm 37 verse 23 
the bible said the lord directs the steps of the godly and the bible said god delights in every detail of your life god will never delight in every detail of your life until your steps are ordered by him which means that god cares about some people more than some other people why because those who are not ordered by the lord the bible said for they that are led by the spirit of god are the sons of god if you are not led by the spirit of the lord you are not he doesn't delight in every detail of your life no he doesn't i am telling you god is not a respecter of persons and this is what he means he only delights in the details of they, of they who are led by him. Are you led by God? Are you led by God? Accuracy of direction. He said, anybody that allows themselves to be led, I delight in every detail of their lives do you understand it means that the shirt you are wearing matters to him the heels you are wearing matters to him the clothes you are putting on matters to him the pain you are feeling in your body matters to him the shades you have on matters to god he said every detail every emphasis is on the word every Are you led by God? Does he care? Does he delight in every detail? I will leave you with this. You will never have wealth in this life. Not until you understand that God doesn't give wealth, but God gives something called the power to create the blessing that brings wealth and that blessing comes upon your mind upon your hand and upon your feet god bless you so much for being a part of this wonderful service for staying with me throughout the two hours i appreciate you hear me Every Sunday, we are here, 8 p.m. I pray for you that the Lord will continually give you the strength to stay consistent, to stay committed, to stay on course, and the wisdom to understand the things that are shared here, that the Lord himself will break down his secrets unto you in every way in jesus mighty name i pray let a believer shout a huge amen thank you very much